Welcome back to Two Dudes Watch Cartoons, the podcast where two dudes, that's us, watch cartoons. My name is Evan. And my name is Alex. Uh, Today, we are covering um, Disney. Yeah, Disney movie. We are covering Disney's Strange World. Now, you may be thinking, a new Disney movie? And I didn't hear about it? What? (laughs) How did I miss this? How did this go off my radar? You are not alone. Do mm. not worry. This movie was, uh, it was wildly undermarketed. I don't even know where to begin with this. Why Why did I not know this was a movie until it came out, Evan? I don't think there was a huge marketing push. Also, one of their worst box office performers or openings of Disney animation yeah. of all time. I don't think that's any commentary on the movie. I think it was just supremely undermarketed. Um, mm-hmm. And... Yeah, all all it seems like all the press we got was just like this is the worst opening of all time of Disney animation. Um, if if it's any indication about like our knowledge of this movie, I was like looking through my notes, it's like where where's I I titled titled my notes for this one Strange Things, not not what this movie is called. <laughs> so no, <laughs> but this is just to go like this is a star studded cast. Mm-hmm. It is a beautifully animated movie. Um, yeah. We can get into the story and the plot. You know, it's not perfect. It, it has its moments. But mm-hmm. appalling that this movie, it, it did so terrible at the box office that it's already streaming on Disney+. Plus. But the caveat, it jumped to number one on Disney+, Plus within a matter of days. Yeah. So I think that's a bit more of an indication of uh, of the quality of this movie, not the opening box office. Yeah. Um, but Which we're going to get into, you know, yeah, go ahead. You can make, you know, I know I ragged on it when we talked about it, but you can make a similar point about Black Adam. It performed pretty well mm-hmm. on HBO Max when it released there. You know, I think it's just, we're not, other than fucking James Cameron's Avatar, it's, yeah. it's not a strong <laughs> box office. People are still hesitant to head back to theaters unless it's for yeah. the big event blockbusters. Yeah. No, you're so right. And... Um, not to get like real into the death of Hollywood, but the whole thing with Babylon that just happened, how underperforming it did in movie theaters. We're, we're going to be in a weird time for the next five, 10 years of movie releases. I'm a bit concerned about it. I don't want to get into the big overarching theories, but like we're already seeing where it's going. Like you said, it's only going to be event movies. It yeah. has to be a movie that's going to – I actually think I heard freaking Matt Damon talking about this of all people where the the rom-coms, the low-budget movies, they just are not going to get made as much anymore because yeah. it has to be some sort of huge commercial success because there's no DVD sales on the back end. That's yeah. a huge part of it as well. Ooh, and so – I remember watching yeah, that interview. They would, make, yeah. they would make money back on the DVD sales. But so one thing – and I, I hinted at this at the beginning of the hour, Black Adam, Strange World – now, so we used to have to wait six months to like a year sometimes after a movie was in theaters before you could get the DVD, or before you could watch it again. It would go out of theaters and you'd be like, damn, I love that movie. How do I, I want to watch it? And you couldn't. And then it would come out on DVD. 
we now live in the era where it would um you know be in theaters and then it would go on to streaming like six months to a year later we are now in the era where weeks after premiering in theaters movies are on streaming services i think uh, we talked about this before i think it is an average 45 days so this released november 15th 2022 i think it came out on streaming january ish so yeah right around 45 day mark um so yeah this is around that 45 day mark early though Black Adam was early. I I won't defend it. But so what an interesting indication now, because if they can milk it in the movie theaters as long as they can, they're going to. You know what I mean? So this is an indication uh, now we live in of like, oh, wow, it got to streaming so fast. But um, I do think we just live in this post-COVID landscape where a large number of people are only streaming movies now. They just... They aren't going to the movie theater. I know a few people like this that are just like, eh, I don't really, I don't really have a desire to go to the movie theater. Yeah, I that's one of my resolutions for this year is to go to the theater more. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I went. God, Avatar was the first one I saw. I, I want to go back and watch. Um, okay, this is a little behind the curtain. We're recording this before <laughs> episode fifty, but I do plan to go watch Puss in Boots in theaters. Because uh, I think that'll yeah that'll just be a lot of fun. Or you know, if I don't I, get around to it, it might be out on streaming by then. I don't I don't know. We'll yeah, see. Could be. No, no, no. <laughs> we should go see it in theaters. I I've been seeing more. Me and Nikki love going to the theater. Um, mm-hmm. her grandpa enjoys going with us too. So we we go pretty regularly. Uh, we just saw the whale last night, and mm-hmm. not to spoil it, but um, I haven't. I I don't think I've ever actually like full on sobbed in a movie, in a movie? theater okay. before. And I was like, wow. I was like ugly crying. So if that's yeah. if that sort of movie interests you, it was just so moving and so beautiful. But um, I'm a movie theater guy. You know, I, I love going to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, interesting times. But let's get back into this uh, box office failure, but streaming success. Uh, mm-hmm. Strange World. Um, with, uh, let's start with the cast. It's got an amazing cast. Mm-hmm. Um, the lead, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Took me way too long to place. I'm gonna be honest because I was like, <laughs> I was like, I know the voice. I was like, how? I was like, don't look it up. I was like, how do I know this voice? It drove me kind of crazy. Yeah. So I, I knew. I think most of the main voice cast. Uh, I, I've been seeing clips of this on TikTok of sort of the press mm-hmm. circuit that they did for this movie. There are two clips that stand out to me. Uh, I, I think it's like. Jake Gyllenhaal with Jibuki Young-White, who plays his son Mm -hmm. in this movie, and Dennis Quaid, who plays his father. The first clip that I've seen circulating online is uh, Dennis Quaid and Jake Gyllenhaal have actually played father and son in a movie before. Um, Oh. And it's The Day After Tomorrow, and Dennis Quaid remembers that, and Jake Gyllenhaal goes, Really? Because apparently, I guess they didn't have any scenes together in that movie. He literally did not no. know that they were in that movie together. And then the other clip. That's so funny. Yeah. The other clip is, I don't know what the, the question is, but Jake Gyllenhaal is like summing up the movie movie with his two co-stars next to him. And he go, he ends it with like what he thinks is going to be a real zinger. He goes, because we do live in a pretty strange world and nobody reacts. It just It's just crickets. <laughs> it's painful. Uh, this is why the press circuit failed. So yeah. no, no, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty funny. He's like he's transitioned into that j- dad joke era. So, yeah. um, 
He, um, I, I don't know. And maybe you can answer the seven. Has he ever voice acted before? Uh, not that I am aware of. Uh, yeah. I, I thought he was just all right voice acting. Yeah. He, I, he had a similar even keel throughout a lot of it. Like prior to, I guess, No Way Home is like a big blockbustery thing that he's done recently. But I've, for the most part, thought of him as like a more dramatic actor. Yeah. Um, Nightcrawler, uh, Nightcrawler. Z- Zodiac. I think he was in that with was he was Robert he Downey Jr. in that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, Donnie Darko. Um, mm-hmm. Those are more. He was also uh, what was it? There was a video game movie he did. Prince, <laughs> Prince of Time, uh, Prince of Sands. <laughs> I don't know. You've lost me there, unfortunately. It's, a, it's like a video game franchise where the the thing is like you can control time with your dagger. It's not pretty okay. <laughs> I don't know. Well, what are you getting to with this Jake Gyllenhaal point? Um, I, okay, yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily... He, I don't buy him as the... I don't know. I don't... He didn't fit like the Oh, you father. don't see him the father figure yeah. type role here. Okay, and Maybe okay. it's because I hear, see his face too much with this character. Like, it's, you know... I just hear Jake Gyllenhaal, but I guess he is yeah. at that time in his life. But uh, I mean, not to knock his performance or anything. It's just like hard for me to disassociate that. Sure. No, mm-hmm. no, no. I got you. I got you. Um, I'll knock it a little. His performance was just all right. <laughs> so <laughs> it was nothing to write home about. He was not like he didn't have this great vocal range. Um, you know, uh, it made me realize maybe most of his acting is done in his face, which is totally normal and fine for most, uh, for most uh, actors. Uh, big, yeah, for most actors. So <laughs> um, he was good. And then uh, Dennis Quaid was his father. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film opens with uh, father and son. Uh, uh, so uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character's name is Searcher. What did, what did you think of that? <laughs> did you like that? What, didn't remember that from the movie. I only know that now because I'm looking at the Wikipedia. That just feels like lazy writing. Like Dennis Quaid's character name name is Jaeger Quaid, which sounds pretty fucking badass. I do like the opening scene. It's like comic book e looking mm-hmm. animated. Um, I don't know, but Searcher is the best he could come up with. I don't know. They're adventurers, and he was he was like on his shoulders. He was the searcher yeah. when they would go out. Uh, you know, exploring. Well, welcome to Two Dudes Watch Cartoons. I'm Podcaster Evan. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, 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 I get you. But here's what I will say is this is, like, supposed to be, like, um, hmm, well, you know, not to spoil the whole movie, but this, so this is, like, some sort of alien planet, and it, we're, we're led to believe it's some sort of alien planet. Um, You know, they're cut off from civilization. They, uh, they, this is just their naming mechanism. Like, if the, you know, I'm surprised that searcher didn't name his son farmer <laughs> right no is that the bigger shock yeah yeah <laughs> um but let's so i guess now that i've already started diving into it let's let's so let's get into the world here uh, this is one of the strengths of the movie in my opinion is the little world building that they've come up with here they live in not me wanting to say andor what is what's the name of their <laughs> It's not Andor. Pan- I know it's no. not. Pando is the stuff. They, yeah. They Pando won that Avalonia. away from Avalonia. They live in mm-hmm. Avalonia, which is surrounded by the largest mountains ever. They're like in a valley 
and they mm-hmm. cannot get past the mountains. Yeah. Jaeger, <laughs> the dad, he believes salvation for, for his people lies beyond the mountains, which uh, seems fair to me. If mm-hmm. you know, uh, they don't have everything they need there, you, you go looking for it elsewhere, I guess. So that's his job. He's an explorer. He has a kid along the way who goes exploring with him. Um, and this the opening scene here, it's the team of them. Um, what are, so like, I liked the opening scene. Um, you know, it was maybe just like, uh, it was like a little on the nose. <laughs> I, was, I don't want to call this movie predictable. Yeah, yeah, it was a little, yeah, like, it was like, no, dad, that's your dream. It was In the like, first five minutes. <laughs> it was the first I'm five minutes you, we got dad. into a, we got into a no, dad, that's your dream, not mine. So uh-huh. um, he is like, no, we can, uh, they find these electric plants. Pretty, I enjoyed the sci-fi of this. I think that was, like I said, one of the strengths. This, mm-hmm. um, you know, I haven't even said it yet. I, it was going to be my opener. This reminded me of um, Lightyear, the movie. Like yeah. the them on their alien planet. You, you see the similarities? I do. You know, uh, I was thinking uh, Treasure Planet. I was thinking. Yeah, that's uh, a good one too. Uh, Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, Disney animation has this like tradition of one-off, kind of underrated cult. Not maybe not cult classic, but like pretty solid sci-fi movies. Um, yeah, Treasure Planet is one where. Apparently that was like punted down the line several times because I think the, the the guys who directed that were responsible for like some of the big 90s hits like Lion King or maybe not that one, but oh. a couple of the 90s hits oh, and like I've Treasure Planet was their dream movie and yeah. Disney kept kicking it down the road so they crank out more hits. Later. Yeah, um, But yeah, this reminded me immediately of that and I it's like the sci-fi steampunky almost kind of vibe uh in in this world as well which is pretty cool yeah i like the futuristic type of world um but you know i don't want to just flat out spoil it we're only so far into it for those who haven't but so like um it's It's a journey very much like earth or something yeah it's very much like an alien planet though I don't know how to describe it the visuals are stunning the visuals another huge the sci-fi the visuals all a plus here the story was whatever for me so i i think this is one of the few properties we have reviewed where i think um i while i was watching it i was like i would have loved this as a kid i'm just mm-hmm. liking it right now yeah uh yeah that's about where i land it's like there really isn't much to knock about this movie but yeah on on the on the flip side it's like i didn't leave it wanting to really dive into that world granted i'm not the, i don't need a sequel the, yeah the target demographic but i think they do a great job of world building within this mm-hmm. and that i do appreciate yeah. i don't know it, it's good this is a good movie. it is good that's why i, I, I think i don't want yeah i don't want what i'm saying to sound like i'm like no i was out on it because there was a ton that i really did enjoy about it I think like Evan was saying, while there's not much to knock about it, I don't have a ton of like huge praises though. It was very yeah. steady Eddie the whole time for me. It was good. It was very yeah. good. Um, some of it was predictable, which was fine. There was a, there was one twist that kept me a little uh, twisted there at the end, but uh, like it was just like it was like I thought this was going to be the twist, but they took it like one step further than so it was. Mm-hmm. 
it's good. They're on this big planet, and so they're adventuring. Uh, he finds these plants that are electric, and he's like, this could change our civilization. If we have electricity, if we have this power source, which I loved that uh, – uh, how do you uh, – like, it was – Thomas Edison, but instead he's like, I'm going to be a farmer. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. I really enjoyed so, that. So the the plant that they harvest is called Pando, and they look like little Brussels sprouts that are electrically yes. <laughs> charged. They um, do. And, and maybe this is an apt metaphor for this movie, is that, like, this is very much in the vein of those, like, pulpy adventure kind of treasure planet, treasure uh, island or whatever type things. But... Rather than following the adventurer, who is his dad, Jaeger Clayton, you're following mm. the science officer of of this party. <laughs> He's the, the <laughs> main protagonist. I think nailed why it. <laughs> yeah. You're so, so it's, right. Yeah, it feels it's, it's a little more mundane. It's not as you know, but uh, yeah, and this is a very fun adventure still. Um, but that's it is the difference. I think you're right. Yeah, no, we you're stay with the guy who's like you're not following Buzz Lightyear in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you're following his captain who had to wait 13 yeah. years between each mission she's yeah. back farming the planet <laughs> but for real though it's like 25 years later and i'm not yeah. gonna lie this is so silly but i like let out a little gasp i was like huh? i was like that's so long <laughs> not dramatic at all happens in the first 10 minutes of the movie but uh -huh. then it goes 25 years later i go i was like i don't know why i was so shocked by that Speaking of time jumps, <laughs> I went and saw Les Mis uh, yesterday with Ooh. with Haley and Dylan and our friend Delaney, mm -hmm. and I've watched the I watched the movie like, I yeah. don't know, whenever that came out ten years ago or something, and I swear that that mu this musical jumps time jumps like three four times, <laughs> maybe twice in the first ten minutes. I was like, oh man, yeah. I really don't remember what happens. But he's like, he goes <laughs> from it goes like twenty years into the future. I was like, man, if you don't know what they're saying in the in the songs you're gonna struggle keeping up that was that was pretty yeah cool. it was fun yeah 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 um but so, yeah huge time jump but uh he has revolutionized their civilization with electricity he's like the world's biggest farmer um and then he's got a nice beautiful wife he's got a kid now uh what's his kid's name ethan ethan voiced by jabuki what? young white what were you going to say? Great. He was good he was really good he felt more like a voice actor than jake gyllenhaal did but so What's the grandpa's name? Jaeger? Jaeger. And Jaeger, Searcher, Ethan. What the fuck? What, what is going on? This is yeah. one qualm I had. Why did they lose the sci-fi-esque like, adventurer names? Literally go down to Ethan. His mom's name? Meridian. How could, Like, what? That's so cool. Where'd mm -hmm. you guys get Ethan? Mm -hmm. um, Meridian is voiced by Gabrielle Union. Isn't she married yes. to Dwayne Wade? In real life? No. Right? There's no way. Dwayne, the, Dwayne Wade? Wade, the basketball player? Not. Johnson. I was thinking The Rock Johnson for a minute. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you could be correct. That's why I stopped. If you caught me, I was yeah, like, yeah. no. And then I was like, hold on. I don't know what I'm okay, talking she, about. Yeah, she is married to uh, Dwayne Wade, the basketball player. Uh, also, I, you know, an actress in her own right. Um, she's all that 10 Things I Hate About You. Bring It On. Mm -hmm. Bring It On is what she's classic. most famous for. Yes. Old yeah. classic. Maybe um, not most famous, but that's what I think of. I, I love. I don't love Bring It On, but I've watched it a weird number yeah. of times. Burr. It's cold it's in cold here. It's cold in here. There must be some Tauros in the atmosphere. Classic. How do you remember Tauros? That was their team. I know. I know. I, I, I watched it a weird number of times, bro. I'm I wasn't lying. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so the, uh, Ethan's character. I, I want to talk about this a little bit. Yeah. Because I think this might oh, color yes, some of the perspective so right. around this film. E- Ethan is, a, is an openly gay character. First openly gay character? Disney's I, third bro, first first openly third first openly gay character. I'm so sick of Disney's one foot in, one foot out approach but, with 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 the LGBT. Of but it this all. is the first time it's explicitly stated. Ethan. I think that's why it wasn't marketed. I think that's why it didn't flop. We're just getting into it. Fuck you, Disney. This is typical Disney mo. I th- well, is it that they didn't market it, or is it has it been? A review bombed. Probably, I'm thinking it's of... been. I'm thinking it's not playing in major places that still go see movies. Cough, cough, China. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm sure that wouldn't pass in whatever. No. Yeah. No, that's not flying in China. It's not flying. So, I'm sure that's. I didn't even think about it, but that's got to be why it also probably bombed at the box office. But think about it from Disney. They work backwards. If they know it's not going to air in China or or somewhere that's going to get them so many sales, they're not going to spend as much on marketing for it. They're, mm-hmm. It's a sunken cost value. Why would I spend marketing on this if I already know it's probably not going to do great? Yeah. But then it's a self... Yeah, okay. I'm not arguing It's a self-fulfilling <laughs> prophecy because yeah. now they can be like, oh, look what happened when we included an openly gay character. It mm-hmm. pisses me off. This is what I'm saying is Disney's whole one foot in, one foot out approach is really messed up actually it's mm-hmm. them trying to wave the the rainbow flag in private and it's yeah, bullshit yeah no you're right you're totally right and but and and that's like for a movie like this that's one of the sad things is like i people should watch this this is great they don't treat it as anything abnormal no. or super even special. jaeger even... jaeger when he finds out i thought there was going to be a convert comment something about it Jaeger, the old man grandpa, treated it like it was nothing else, too. It was really well done. It was very well handled. But because knowing fucking Disney, it, I, I just know them. Sorry, you can go yeah. on with what you're saying. It makes me angry. No. Um, no, like, that's why I would encourage people to watch this. This is, yeah, it, the family dynamic they capture in this is really great. Uh, granted, Jeez. you know, the, the grandfather-father dynamic that they very quickly set up in the first well, five minutes it feels a little but, undercooked but it's listen we're gonna get into it so we're just gonna talk about it now it literally went from no dad that's your dream not mine to another generational of the kid but who was saying no that's the, he did know. it to his own son he couldn't learn from his own mistakes in his own like life and so i was just like we got to learn this lesson twice, <laughs> not this. I think we learn it once, and he, he becomes Sorry, his father. I mean, that's part of the storytelling. Yeah. Is like when they're that on is the ship, part of it. It's like, oh, he is. They're the same person. Uh, Ethan and uh, Meridian talk about it while they're in the cockpit. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. It would be if Troy Bolton made his son do theater, and he's like, "No, Dad, I want to play basketball." Yeah, it, you just like the the irony was it like it's just, it was like I said a little predictable in that manner where it was one of those things that if I was a child I think I would have loved this a ton more than I, than yeah. I did. I think writing wise, if they hadn't called it out explicitly in the first True. five minutes with the "I'm not you, Dad," like that yeah. would have felt better packaged to me as a theme. That's fair. And, and it is sort of this thing that can sit with the character for twenty five years. Um, but again, we're not the the primary audience for this, so you know, take no. it with a grain of salt. 
Um, uh, so 25 years later, he's, he's, uh, harvested Pando all across the world, mastered this element. There's a, a blossoming society because were they, uh, what were they like on the brink of ex- extinction? Well, yeah, they or? were, they were horse and buggy, no technology. And now they have mm-hmm. flying cars. So yeah. just think about that technological jump they made in these 25 years. Yeah. Uh, and it's all thanks to Searcher Clade. He has a Jaeger has a, a statue in the, in the town square, and does Searcher have one as well? Yep, yeah, yep, they okay. both do. And, yep. it's, and it's Searcher's taller. is a little taller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he makes the sure to point out to his dad. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you're introduced to this beautiful family life that he has before they set off on the adventure. My one, maybe the one thing I'll knock in this movie. Is the mm-hmm. random fucking dance scene <laughs> like when they're cooking in the kitchen? I Evan, ready for this? I'm I'm actually a little shocked. I know you love cooking animations. Mm-hmm. I thought you were gonna like this scene. I thought you were gonna really like it. It's it's fun. They, they did dance a lot though. You're right. But th- there's no lead into it, and there's no follow up to it. It's not like oh, as a family that. For, for for me, that didn't ring true because that felt like a we're trying to make it seem like a normal family, and it's like why that. Are you... And also, he's like, "Uh, what kid wants to see their parents smooch?" Just things like that. It was yeah. just kind of like I think if you like left full it with, house kind of yeah. corny. If you left it with that dialogue though, and then not jumping into this random dancing cooking scene, <laughs> I wouldn't have had a the, problem with it. The food looked great. We love yeah. cooking animation. The food and the cooking look great. The dancing maybe not as enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was this it was like this was probably a creative choice, but it was like that like uh like twenties like but like with like a <laughs> like an electronic beat to it. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. You were paying something way like more attention. To that it was something was. along those lines. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that I mean that probably makes more sense for like the pulpy sci-fi vibe that they're going for, and probably fits that time. Um, but that, I don't know. It felt excessive. It felt like they were really trying to drive home that point and almost fair. to the point of it being a disservice to like the actual core of the family. Um, I get you. I get you. Sm- a small nitpick. And that's the thing. There's not a whole lot to knock about this movie. So I'm just going to nitpick things here and there. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, just got to nitpick where you can, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're cooking and then it's interrupted by a giant plane. They've never seen an airship this big. Farm. Yeah. And it's a character who she was around in the intro. Scene, she right? was one of the adventurers that was with them when the fight happened. Okay. So she's a bit older than, than our main character. She's now the president of the world. I'm not even kidding. I think that's what they call her. How big is this uh, world? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, well, I mean, do you want me to spoil it? I can tell you how big it is. Yeah, so, true, true. Okay. um, <laughs> so. They um they show up with a literal uh call to action and mm-hmm. so she's like we gotta go. <laughs> Sorry, I'm no, being a yeah, dick. Literal so, paint by numbers, yeah. Yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. So Pando is like dying earlier. Like to me, it was like our battery life has gone in half. <laughs> like I don't know, it just didn't feel that dire of a circumstance to me to like warrant uh, a journey to the center of the earth, if I'm being honest. Yeah. It's um it's Jorel being early to, to calling out that Krypton is gonna die, like the first time he says it. And again, we're following the science officers. So you're, right. you're so it makes right. sense that they 
They're calling it early. That's so funny. That's a good one. Um, yeah, so they do, though. They catch it. Yeah, they catch it really early. They're like, it's just not lasted as long. It's some sort of virus, or I don't know. Um, but they, what do they do? Oh, so all the pando roots underneath the surface are connected all mm-hmm. across the world. This probably should have been our first red flag. <laughs> <laughs> No biological thing does that unless it's like a virus. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, you know, they find out they're all connected and they need to figure out, though, what's siphoning the electronic charge of the Brussels sprouts. And so they um, they they pinpoint where all the roots um, take like a long, deep dive down into the earth. And... um, like Evan said, now uh, journey to the center of the earth is what this becomes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it was goofy. He was like, you can't come. And then son and wife ended up on dog. the adventure. And dog ended yeah. up in the adventure in five minutes. Like there was very little, like, I don't know. Like I said, predictable. When he was like, you can't come. I was like, he's going to pop out of a suitcase or a closet at the first chance he gets on that airship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I th- I think it does maybe fall prey to it being a Disney animation movie and not 100%. a Pixar story, per se. Yeah, um, true, kind of. You're so right. Yeah, the, Pixar does. Pixar's got better writers. Yeah. They're, you know, they're not trying to reinvent the wheel. They play the hits because they know You're it You're so right. Uh, you're so right and like i said i really like like if if it is a paint by numbers i'm loving the the spin on it the sci-fi um so ready for this we keep saying it's sci-fi i feel like it is always presented as sci-fi does does it feel a little magic to you sci-fi fantasy yeah yeah especially with the twist at the end well i think yeah i think once we get deeper and deeper down the more i was like this feels like magic like yeah. not as much sci-fi anymore. Uh huh. Um, should we? Not complaining. I just thought that's you know an yeah. interesting uh, tone shift. Now we'll take a word from our sponsors. This podcast is supported by Lumina. Lumina is an AI-powered webcam that makes you look good on every video call. 4K resolution, adaptive color correction, autofocus and bokeh so you get that nice blur in the background, and of course my favorite feature, the AI cameraman that follows you around the frame to keep you centered at all times. Zhuzh up your video calls and stop looking like dog doo-doo with Lumina. You can use promo code 2DUDES for 10% off your purchase at getlumina.com. That's code TWODUDES at getlumina.com. Back to the podcast. So dudes watch cartoons. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like it's going to be hard to dance around. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's the rip twist. the Band-Aid off. So, I'm sorry if you haven't seen it, alert, Dylan Dunn. Spoiler yeah. alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> We're going to spoil this movie now. Yeah. Please stop if you have not watched this movie. Avalon. Plan to. Mm-hmm. Is on... What are they called in Avatar? A lion turtle. They're on a giant lion turtle floating through the sea. On slash in, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I love this, though. I'll be honest. I I really Mm -hmm. loved it. I didn't see it coming at all. I I started to piece together the deeper they went that it was a living organism. But I just thought that it was like a, a space planet that was a living organism. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It 
it quickly turned into Osmosis Jones, and I I really liked that. Yeah, we spend the the bulk of the action, the bulk of the movie inside this lion turtle. That's not what it is, but we only see the eye of it. Really, we, strange world. Strange, <laughs> it's a strange world. world. Yeah, strange world. Yeah, um, most of what you see in the trailer, you know, takes place inside the strange world, and what mm-hmm. it really reminds me of is like some of the um, the quantum verse. Scenes oh, yeah. in like Ant Man, uh, mm-hmm. or or like Doctor Strange will have it sometimes, where it's just like this really beautiful, colorful, mm-hmm. bizarre looking stuff. Um, and I think, yeah, as a kid, it's like this is the stuff you would definitely eat up. For this sure. would be cracked to me as a kid. Mm-hmm. I think this though is an argument for making an animated movie versus like CGIing this stuff. Because mm-hmm. it was truly stunning and beautiful at times. And I'm not trying to continue to rag on Avatar. We're going to move past that. But just like, it made me think, what about if they did like a really well done, just fully animated Avatar? Yeah. That'd be, I think that could be kind of cool. Or as a different frame of reference, like looking at the Ant- Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumanium yeah. trailers, it's like, it kind of looks cool, but then you put Paul Rudd and... and and uh, Evangeline Lilly, like, and it's pretty apparent that it's green screen. I don't know. There's only or so it becomes far. Spy Kids. Yeah, yeah. There's only so, like, Spy Kids. That's yeah. It becomes that. It's there's only so convincing it can be. Um, yeah, correct. Green, correct. Green screen. Green screen you know what, Evan? You totally just took the words out of my mouth. There is only so convincing it can be. Mm-hmm. Even with Avatar, it just it can only be so convincing. So I, I, this is my argument. Like as a medium, if you're going to do something that is not based in like reality, I, I think animation is just the way you should go. I, I, mm-hmm. I genuinely do. I, it's something I felt strongly for a while now, and I think this is a great example of it. Is this would have fallen way flat as a live action movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. A lot of the things and the the monsters or the creatures that we'll encounter, I guess, are are. Uh, organs or antibodies antibodies bloodstreams um yeah you don't know this it's part of the mystery part of the strange mm -hmm. world which is fun but like i said there was a point where this this is how i connected it so there's a point where i was like oh this reminds me of batman the brave and the bold when the adam and aquaman go into batman's bloodstream and they're like fighting off everything and then that was when i connected i was like oh it's a living organism i was like these are antibodies and so it was i think it was when they the big gray ones like rolled up and like demolished all the metal and i was like Mm -hmm. oh they're getting rid of anything that doesn't belong here and i was like ah much like an immune system would i'll be honest you were paying much closer attention than i would (laughs) (laughs) so you were you didn't catch it till the end um I was like half scrolling my phone watching this movie. I will bitch. Be it was still very fun and exciting. But and so this is this is the reason for my next question. So this is a body, uh, you know. There's the antibodies and, and the organs. There's the acid lake, which was the stomach and some of the yep. other stuff he explains. What is the pando? <laughs> what function of the body? No, is no, that? the pando was like a virus. It was killing the whole thing. That's why they needed to get rid of it. Oh, so, okay, and then at the end, they're completely pando-free? They're completely pando-free at the end. Oh, okay. They're wind energy now, which the Meridian ended up figuring out with a wind energy because she's a flying expert. Okay. Yeah, 
that was the twist. So I, I thought, though, um, I thought it was going to be a living thing and they were going to save Pando and it was uh-huh. going to and everything would be good. So the twist of that the Pando was bad was where I was like, oh, that's OK. Yeah, it was like a virus. And so um, it was a nice shift in perspective that it took Ethan, the non sci fi named grandson. Uh, it took his perspective of, you know, having the adventurer and the farmer in him. It took mm-hmm. kind of both those worlds for him to, to come to the understanding of uh, what was going on. Yeah. Um, I don't want to gloss over them entering the strange new world. There's a lot of exciting, visually very cool like set pieces in, in this movie. Mm-hmm. One of them is when they first enter, they kill off a dude. They kill off the original <laughs> pilot. <laughs> Very early they do. On. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and that's where Meridian, because she's a pilot, has to come in and save them. But like they lose control of the, the vessel, the ship that they're in, and they start nosediving. And uh, at one point, the dog or someone oh, yeah. loses grip of the dog and it starts flying up. And Searcher, this was the most badass thing in the movie. Searcher yeah. played like Matrix's, like, let's go of the railings he's hanging onto, guides himself Uses off the, the momentum, pushes the side himself of the a ship, couple times. Yeah. Grabs the dog. I was like, okay, that was badass. And I think yeah. if I were a kid, I'd be doing like that. I'd be jumping on my couch, like pushing yeah. myself with my hands. Um, no, so there is so right. much to love in this movie. There is. And I think there's a lot of really fun moments like that, a lot of visual things. And like I said, you get to this new strange world and like we're not even going to be able to do justice to half the things you see down here. They're just so cool and cockamamie and strange and colorful and and gooey and ooey. And like it's great. It's really mm-hmm. fun. And And someone says it at one point. Everything down here is alive. And you can see it. Like he's, he's like, I love this tree. He's like, look at this tree. It's breathing. Like, yeah, uh-huh. there's a lot of really like interesting and cool stuff in the new strange world, uh, aka just in uh, the sea lion turn or whatever uh, the, <laughs> in the in the belly of the beast. Once we get into the strange world, they lose control of the vessel, so the ship is down. But they all are, you know, they're in good condition. Classically. Searcher gets separated and stumbles upon after 25 years, Jaeger Clade, or, you know, doesn't know the set first. He's a guy in like a, a bushcraft outfit, like whatever <laughs> has been thrown together. And the scene was like, I feel we saw this in Ant-Man, th- Ant-Man and the Wasp. Is that two or that's two? Yeah. Quantumania two. three. That's how we meet Michelle Pfeiffer in that movie. We also saw this in Aquaman. That's how we meet Nicole Kidman's character. Yeah, and so I I mean, I guess I'm glad that they serve it up to us early. And so Jaeger is part of the the story. The most, yeah, most of the adventure and most of the story. What I love about Jaeger's story is because it's like we left you in the mountains, bro. What are you doing in the center of the earth? He goes, Ah, well, I wasn't able to get up over the mountains, so I had a new strategy. I'll go under. And for anyone who's played Minecraft, this is like such a real thing <laughs> where you're like trying to get somewhere and you're like, fuck, I can't get. And you're like, I'll just dig under, like, I'll just go <laughs> under then. And so I like thought that was so funny and so realistic because I was like, yeah, that's that's ingenuity. That's or or the other classic one is if you've ever played Skyrim and you're like trying to jump up the mountain like you can and you can't. I was like, he should have just uh, tried some of that. But no, he tries to go under the mountains like through them which mm-hmm. brilliant like i said innovative i really like jaeger i i jaeger was not like a perfect father by any means 
but I think he was like a very like like great character. Yeah, and they don't they they strike a good balance of like obviously there are these underlying issues between between everyone in the family, right? But they don't make <laughs> Jaeger particularly unlikable at any point. So bad it, it, guy. it's like a He's yeah a bad it, guy, but not yeah. the bad guy. Mm-hmm. He has that flamethrower, right? Oh. That he Great. blazes trails with. And then I at, mean, at one point... Really necessary, honestly. Yeah, towards the end, at one point, he like breaks it apart or pulls some pieces out, and there's two sickles. What was the mechanics why? of that? What is that? I, I, I haven't had the same thought you did. I go, why the hell were the two sickles helping the fucking flamethrower? What the hell? Also, his flamethrower seemed unlimited juice. Like, he yeah. didn't give a damn. Like, I don't know what it ran on. But he yeah. was just lighting things up left and right. It ran on plot armor. This <laughs> 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 is great. Um, yeah, uh, I've been I've been seeing more TikToks of um, Puss in Boots, which we watched in the Stop. past. We watched <laughs> last episode. I hate you. Why would you say that? Go on. <laughs> Go on. Um, and people have been praising the villain, and he. Uh, I, I've oh. seen one clip where he whips out these fucking dope ass like sickles. So, oh, um, would what, what would you say is the choice. villain in this to get us back on topic? The villain in this is there a villain? Here's one for you. No. At one point, it's the president because the they world. make yeah. they make the realization that Pando they're inside a living creature and Pando is actively harming it, and then don't they like apprehend? There's a mutiny. The family. Yeah. There's a mutiny, the, and the president arrests. There's an them. abduction. Well, I guess not a mutiny. The people in power silence <laughs> yeah, the yeah. scientist. Yeah, so yeah. it goes back to really typical sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, it goes back to damn. I don't need to, this scientist to tell me what to do, and they lock him up in like a supply closet there's a very funny sequence of the dog trying to open the door and we haven't even mentioned splat the best character in the movie who is um osmosis jones but can't talk and shorter and so splat uh like does this funny sequence of where splat slides under the door unlocks it shows the dog how to do it and then slides back in and i love how the whole family like acknowledges like you splat you idiot but they don't spend any time on it like they were just like Ugh, whatever and they went in and then this is probably the funniest part of the whole movie was they're like we need to overtake the ship and we need to get it and they all run in with a weapon and they're like ah and the guy goes i don't even know how to fly just take it i don't even care and he leaves and they're like that was easier than we thought <laughs> like yeah. that was the funniest part of the whole movie to me i don't know for sure okay never mind i was gonna guess who the voice actor was of that but i think i may were have you, been were wrong. you wrong i think i was wrong <laughs> potentially but i also don't know the character's name so I, i'm just guessing <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that was fu really funny to me i actually eh, and it, they don't really set it up in a in a good guy bad guy way because at the end they're all you know they all work together whatever. But I think that that's like sneaky anti capitalist for I mean not really because Disney's the most capitalist organization in the world. But it's like the institutions in power want to maintain that power and aren't get, willing to give up the thing that yeah. keeps the you know their society slash the economy the, the, running for the betterment of the environment. It's that's why they didn't court. put marketing dollars into this true they're like oh we don't want kids don't they're internalize like, this kids. how did we green light this they're like what the hell 
They're like a gay son and anti-capitalist. What the? Who let this go through? This is yeah. very not Disney. And I'm telling you, it adds up why they would not put marketing dollars into it. Because then it's also like the self-fulfilling prophecy, like you said. They're like, ah, oh, look, these type of movies, they just don't do well. What do you, mm-hmm. Look at the numbers. What do you want us to do? I found the character's name and I actually was correct. The, oh. I think the, the, the crew member who gives up the lead is yeah. uh, the nerdy one. Uh, mm-hmm. Voiced by uh, Karan Sony, who is like the the nerdy sidekick in Deadpool and Deadpool Two, oh. Indian guy. <laughs> yeah, his, yeah. His voice is super about. easy to spot. That's um, so funny. Uh, one thing I didn't like about him is he just gave up the whole ship. But then when they were trying to ram in, he was like, "Watch out, boss! I got this." And I was like, "Dude, you just gave it to them. Like, why are you now?" <laughs> uh, I was like, "Whatever." <laughs> Any other particular set pieces mm. that you loved? Yeah, the ending when they're outside actually looking at the giant turtle island that they're on is it's really stunning watching it open its eye and its eye is like the galaxy it's like space it's really beautiful and you know at the end it's kind of hinted that this ginormous turtle is swimming earth did you get that but like I don't know that it's supposed to be earth but it's swimming a planet on, okay on planet yeah um it gave me big Hunter Hunter vibes for the, anyone who's watched the anime is they have like this whole world set this designated, but then it's, they find out like, Oh, this is actually just a very small part of a very large world. Mm-hmm. And so, um, this leads me to my question. Uh, do you think there will be sequels? I mean, based on box office performance, no. Take, okay. Take <laughs> box office out of it based on the ending. Do you think they would, they, uh, they, do you think the writers were, preparing or or hoping for sequels i want to say i'm gonna say no because i don't think there's really anywhere else you know they establish a new society i guess they could maybe go into like mini series series about different adventures or or maybe earlier adventures is maybe the direction to go like what what proceeds so jaeger's earlier adventures um what were you gonna say so i agree when i left the movie i felt like oh you know, they they really closed that. Like, they didn't, like, leave it open for sequels. They weren't really trying to juice it. But I will say the turtle being on this giant planet, it did make me think, oh, there's probably a lot more adventure out there outside the giant turtle island. Okay, yeah, so they could bump into another turtle. Something, p- p- yeah. Pitch me your sequel. Uh, it, you, they, uh, they're just hanging outside the turtle's eye, and they run into land, finally. Continent. Go see oh, what's there. Oh, Okay. My mind Land Ahoy. Out. The turtle finally reached its destination. What about that? Okay. It's been swimming for millennia. Yeah. I would like it also if it was another like maybe 50, 100 years in the future. Because I did think the progression, like in Buzz Lightyear, the progression of their civilization was pretty <laughs> interesting to to uh, the story. Um, this is unrelated to this movie. But so, there, you know. <laughs> okay. It's about technological Sorry. advancement in fictional properties. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. And a, a, a show we happen to love very much. But there okay. is a new Avatar series coming out, and it's going to be the, <clears throat> the, the Earth Avatar that follows Korra. And one thing that franchise does really well is progress the technology through... Um, civilization. Even within the sh- the shows themselves avatar there is like a little bit of a progression of technology be- yeah. beginning and end you know they get blimps by the end of it and then in core 
Korra. They no, no, it's it's not funny. You're right. <laughs> they have exoskeletons. Granted, they yeah. don't hold cups of coffee, but they have exoskeletons and robots. Giant and mechas at the end of Korra. <laughs> like, yeah, steampunk. Um, so I wonder where it will go with the next Avatar. I don't know. You think the Avatar will see space? I want a prediction from you right now. Will the Avatar moon bend? They got to do that now that you've yeah. Evan's like, well, now, yeah, that sounds fucking badass. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you know. now that it's out there, it's happening. Yeah, I could see. Comics, honestly, I see yeah. like the opening scene, them like moving moon rocks like workers. They're like, mm-hmm. got to get these back down to earth. <laughs> like something like that. I was thinking more, will the avatar be texting? <laughs> <laughs> but moon bending is, is the a lot avatar cooler. sending Snapchats. Also. They'll only be able to talk to Korra. Yeah. Unless, unless story wise, in her lifetime. Is that a mistake? <laughs> Did they make a mistake story-wise? That is one of my least favorite things about how Korra, Korra. ends. Yeah. I think it's really to, like, signify that she, I'm, I'm my own person. I'm my own avatar. But, like, we get it. <laughs> yeah. But okay, in doing that, <laughs> we're talking about it. But in doing that, you're severing all of our previous attachment to I know. It's, trust me. Okay. I love Roku. I love Kiyoshi. Uh, Kiyoshi. No, no, no. Okay. So we're uh, just straight talking Avatar now. Let's switch back to straight. Um, I really like the set piece where they're jumping on the red blood cells through the mm. air. That yes. Was... It was. It was. No, no, no. no. That was it's a, really that was great, though. Cool. Yeah. And that was one of the moments that I realized I was like, this is a bloodstream. I was like, I, I'm piecing together. This thing's alive. But mm-hmm. I thought the Pando was alive also. If that, like, I thought it was part of it all. I didn't think it okay. was attacking it. Yeah. I am not a fan. Or I've had enough of, and I know this is how Disney makes their money. Okay. The, the cute animal character. In this one, it's uh, Splat or whatever they call it. The Blob. Splat. There's always one. Yeah, there's always um, one. Sometimes two. Um, I go to, uh, what's the Rapunzel movie? Tangled? Pascal? It's got the horse and the chameleon. Yeah. Okay. Pas- those are Pascal's for you. Evan's like, good. well, let's not get carried away here. <laughs> Some need to stay. <laughs> Evan instantly backtracked his whole argument. He was like, well, hold on now. Like, we can't be getting rid of classics here. But I, Yeah, I don't know. You just didn't like Splat. I don't, be think honest. I, I don't think I like Splat. So I like Splat. Um, I have a D&D character that is a plasmoid that is literally like a, a, a hum- more humanoid-looking uh, version of Splat. And uh, he gets, you know, run out of towns because he looks like a freak. So osmosis, Jim? Kind of, yeah. But he lives in the human world. And he's, like, really okay. dumb because he doesn't, you know, talk or hang yeah. out with anyone. Okay. Life-size. Interesting. His name's Blob, though. And, and he doesn't have a name, but people call him Blob. So he, mm-hmm. that's just what he goes by. Okay. So I like Splat. I guess that was the, the reason I was sharing that story. I, I kind of liked Splat. I was like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like Blob. How's that campaign going? How long do campaigns last? I've never done a full. Oh, I, well, I mean, this is a very long. casual one. It's it's It was to get some people into D&D. So this one is like uh, when we can. But mm-hmm. some campaigns, they meet like once a week for like two, three years, which is not how I play D&D, wow. unfortunately. Yeah. I, I, I can do like a once a month with people and, and that'll last for a while. But this yeah. one specifically with Blob was to get uh, some individuals to start playing D&D. So um, that one's very casual. Very fun, but casual. Okay. Um, w- yeah. We don't mean to be treading water right now. but <laughs> <laughs> Evan's um, looking at the clock trying to hit the hour mark. He's like... <laughs> We no, can, no, no. no, look, let's, no, no, I, let's get into what, what, what I do want to talk about. Like, let's talk about the, the family, the family dynamics. I think okay. the, the emotional climax of, 
of, of the movie or trajectory of the movie is the relationships between Jaeger and Searcher, Jake Gyllenhaal and Dennis yep. Quaid, very estranged, and uh, Ethan and Searcher. And eventually Jaeger and Ethan also uh, make a connection of their own. Ethan's arc in this whole thing is that, you know, lives a small town farmer's life and, and wants to go explore. He hears the legacy of his, his grandfather, Jaeger Clay, and wants a life of adventure, which is something that Searcher has fought very hard that, against. Not not even against, so that he wouldn't need necessarily. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I want to ask, which of these three, I guess, let's throw Meridian in there as well, do you think you relate to the most? Oh, that's a good one. Um... I'm not a grandpa. I think I have to rule out Jaeger. Like okay. I don't have any kids. Let's let's you know what I mean. Let's talk about the the traits. I'm mean, character trait wise. You know. Mm, 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 mm. I, guess, I see. Um. Yeah. So, you know, I guess so I probably feel more like an Ethan. Okay. Small town farmer wanting to go see and do big things, but I can't pack my bag. According to my dreams. <laughs> according <laughs> to your dreams. Throwback yeah. joke. That was we weeks ago. Weeks ago. <laughs> not mere hours ago um uh so yeah so i guess it's like ethan is yearning for adventure because he has a small town life searcher is having come from instability wants nothing mm. more than that wants That's security and routine does a great job it literally builds a whole society with his scientific discovery yep. and jaeger's about He's legacy and and oh, yes that too yeah fear fear of settling down Failure. fear of yeah yeah so they're yeah Super interesting. He even dynamics. admits at the end there's a bit of like a sunken cost thing there. He's yeah. like, I've been doing this for so long, like I can't not see it through. Probably because I wasn't paying super close attention to those. But the more that I think about it, like that actually hits home. Like that is so profound. It was one of the best parts of the story. Yeah. Searcher goes, I am willing to give up my legacy for Ethan. And that's like, he's saying this to you and that's something you're never willing to do. There's all this resentment and anger. It's like his dad ab abandoned him for fear of not having a legacy. And it's like, mm -hmm. and so, you know, it's a chip on his shoulder. He's not worthy of, of Jaeger's time or attention or love. Um, I should Besides really the... to watch. Cause <laughs> no, like... I hate when you do this. Besides the, um, the classic, no dad, that's your dream. The 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 generational pass down of of wants and needs per se is is what was was very fascinating. How that gets filtered through sort of searcher, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The because he, he gets it on both ends, him trying to figure it out, and it's it's complicated, and it does really touch on that. And um, yeah, like you said, it it was one of the better parts story wise. It um. While it felt predictable, it still was very compelling once it wrapped up. Yeah, and I think it was packaged in a way that maybe I haven't heard or seen before. Um, True. The, the way they wrap it up towards the end. Uh, there was a moment where I mentioned the the scene earlier where um, it's like when they're first all back together in the strange world and Jaeger's now joined the group uh, and Ethan and Meridian are like observing them interacting and how, how they have all the the same body language and little um, physical, you know, ticks or routines or whatever. But I thought it was funny because they do that and then they cut to Meridian and Ethan and they're also like gesturing in the same way. Yeah. It was just like a, yeah. a, a very small, cute moment. It was um, cute. And, and they do it throughout the film, actually. Like even they just like, 
<sighs> like at the same time, they'll like take a sigh of relief. So I, I noticed those moments too. That was pretty cute. Um, I, I think you mentioned earlier, maybe you didn't, your least favorite part of the movie. I, I just remembered mine. Okay. The random ass board game that they started playing in the middle of their adventure. <laughs> it made me feel like one of those times someone's explaining a, a too complicated board game to me that I'm like, unfortunately, I know I'm not going to understand in the allotted mm-hmm. amount of time. Well, primal order or something like some <laughs> trading card game. Did it have, is it, is that what like triggered the realization that it was, I don't know. No, I don't think so. Maybe <laughs> it probably did. I totally was like, this is so stupid. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. This, this, uh, movie, to me, this was a good movie. Are you ready for that? To me, this was like, if the movie was a major success, there'd be kids asking for that game. That's what, that's <laughs> what that was for me. Uh-huh. Okay. I wonder if there's a playable version. There's not be yet. In Disney World. It just started, Evan. Relax. <laughs> the, the, I think there's... Ready for this? I don't think there will be a sequel. I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I'm predicting a Disney Plus series follow-up. Yeah. Uh, Six I'm looking part. at it now. It's, <laughs> That's you know, my guess. Six eps. Gener- generally positive reviews from critics, but was a box office really? bomb with projections of as much as a $147 million loss for Disney. Wow. Read that number one more time to me because that was a big number. <laughs> $147 million loss. Oh, oh no. no. That's that right. doesn't feel right to me because this was better than that big of a loss. Yeah. Kids was... I, I I see kids freaking like out the door for this movie. I or feel, I should okay. have, I felt like. May this is like a rung down on the fun sci fi adventure ladder uh as Lightyear was. Light yeah, was a, a great it felt very lightyear to me fun romp this is not as maybe great as that movie was in my opinion but it is still very good uh i I don't know you know what this may be a good segue actually into some letterbox reviews let me read this very first one here as you're saying this it's two and a half stars it says dot 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 better than Lightyear, i guess question mark i feel like i don't know it was better than Lightyear, but i uh-huh. think that's like a good sentiment to this yeah um and then three stars the lack of marketing was strange for this so you know how letterbox does that thing where um it'll hide spoilers if they're mentioned yeah. in the so i clicked i can handle it and this one is three and a half stars uh oliver swift writes so did they travel through the turtle's asshole <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but did they? Now Oliver has me wondering. Uh, I feel like they popped out pretty close to the eye, though. No? Yeah, but where did they enter? (laughs) Like the ear, maybe, I feel like. It's It's probably the ear. They had to go through the stomach, though. But maybe they were in the butt. (laughs) Maybe that's where Avalon is under the butt. (laughs) This is a story of uh, uh, Ant-Man flying into Thanos' butt. Yeah, so this is great, Evan. Oh, my God, three stars. This is why we do Letterboxd reviews right here. Three stars. Designers <laughs> created wildly fun, breathtaking visuals. Writers were eating glue in the corner. Oh, that's good. That's how I feel about this. This is okay, two okay. and a half stars. Two and a half stars. If my dad named me Searcher, I would just kill myself. Oh, my God. <laughs> People are wild. Maybe that's why Ethan's so angsty. Four stars. 
cute, to be honest. Why is everyone hating? You're not Steven Spielberg. Yeah, it's somewhere in there. Like it's, it's somewhere catching an unnecessary there. amount of flack. It's okay. Yeah, it's, a, it's an it, all right movie. Overall, is it's averaging three stars on Letterbox. What um what would you rate it? Do you think that's fair? Yeah, yeah. What are you that's, rating it? Just give it a rating. Like a, three out of five. Is that good? Would that you? Is good. Yeah, that's good. That's like a okay. Yeah. Three stars. You you may have beaten me for the first time. I'm giving it two point five out of five. I was I was debating two point five because like I think <laughs> okay, we can agree. Maybe three. Th- I'm sure my right my now? frame of reference. <laughs> <laughs> one. I feel like my goalposts shift sometimes, but okay. I feel like a three. My like a three for me is like something that I would recommend to someone. Like mm, two point five. The bare, you wouldn't recommend the bare minimum of something I would recommend to something someone so okay i would um, recommend this while while this was a good watch i don't know that i'm telling anyone to go out of their way to watch it so not recommending everyone this movie i might give it a 2.5 yeah don't go out of your way to watch it if it's on it's on (laughs) yeah yeah but it's good if you have a kid watch it with them absolutely you're arguing over 0.5 here with yourself so okay i'm trying to establish some routine and system with (laughs) how i benchmark. Yeah. If one means this, two means this, yeah. and here I'm giving like five stars three times in a row. <laughs> okay, uh, I, I you have your closing thoughts. Let's let's. Yeah, I think yeah. this has been strange enough. What uh, two, what are your closing thoughts stars. here? Two and a half stars is feels right for this movie. This is a good sci-fi film. It is. It's a little generic in uh, in like its scripting. The world itself feels sort of fresh and inventive in ways, but the I'd say the dialogue and maybe like the the character arcs don't do anything that that innovative. Uh, Groundbreaking. I, I commend it for its LGBTQ representation, but it always feels like there's this asterisk with with, Does um, with Disney because um, I feel like this is the third or fourth time we've heard first openly gay character but this mm-hmm. this one is the first time it's explicitly i guess no light year it wasn't yeah. centered at all okay yeah i don't know but i'm like you said I'm, the third openly the the third first ever openly gay character it's yeah. it's it's all a thing with disney and it, it feels like a thing sometimes with them yeah most but, of the time yeah so i i hope that the representation continues i hope that the normalization i hope one day we can get to a place where that is um not a reason that people will review bomb a thing or that mm-hmm. it uh that it doesn't get marketing dollars uh this movie unfortunately couldn't reach that escape velocity but the more movies we have like that like this or like Lightyear, which had a, a, mm-hmm. a gay character in it as well um we'll get there eventually we'll finally we will. Travel yeah. from the butthole of representation <laughs> to the eye. Um, get there somehow. We'll get there somehow. <laughs> Good closing thoughts. Um, Thank you. I think you actually had like the the perfect summation of this. This was a good sci-fi movie. It was not great, 
I, I genuinely, genuinely think though, if I was like 10 years old, this would be my jam. And so like, it was fun for those aspects where I was like, oh, this is the stuff I loved as a kid. The mm -hmm. mystery of it, the sci-fi, the visuals, it was cool. It was funny. Like I said, just as an adult watching it on my own, there was definitely times I was on my phone more so uh, not to call myself out like Evan does every time. <laughs> but so, um, yeah, like I said, I really enjoyed it. And I think that it is bullshit that it didn't get more attention in all honesty it really should have yeah. i guess that's that's the line i'm trying to walk i'm not like saying this is the best animated disney film of all time what are people thinking but like it definitely deserves way more attention than it's getting right now mm -hmm. and i think one thing i appreciate about this movie is that it's like a thing we don't see a lot of in in, in yeah. like in theaters now it's like it's a it's a one-off sci-fi adventure movie we don't get it's not a four-part series yeah, yeah, we don't get adventure movies anymore. Like, the, you watch right. The Whale, famously Brendan Fraser, and The Mummy. And that had a trilogy. But, like, those were those were fun adventure movies, yeah. National Treasure, that kind of thing. Those eventually, you know, sp spin off into series. But, like, just like a, a nice adventure movie. You pop in, you get your bucket of popcorn, and it's mm -hmm. a fun It's a fun ride. Uh, so Careful. These Avatar fans are about to start coming for you. <laughs> They're like, that's what the movie was. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah watch strange world it's on disney plus yeah um this is all i got news? yeah oh yeah no i think there i feel like there's you ready for this because this episode is we've spoiled it there's no news we're out of time here it's not in the proper order i do what you have I news i didn't yeah i didn't pull these up <laughs> in our last stop time. what the hell okay go ahead we talked about this one um uh about a series we covered previously, Bee and Puppycat, Toho, oh, yeah. which is like a, a like a big Japanese media company, has acquired fifty percent ownership in not only Bee and Puppycat but also Bravest Warriors mm -hmm. and Catbug. Wasn't Catbug a Bravest Warriors character? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it was. I didn't know it if... was in both. Catbug was in both. Oh, I didn't know if he got. I didn't know if that character. I don't, got I don't know if it was a spinoff. I just think Catbug was a character in both of them. Honestly. Oh, okay. Um, Maybe I could be wrong. I'm, but I, I thought that maybe the Netflix being Puppy Cat was like a, a dead end. So to hear that there is investment doesn't sound like it. Ongoing investment in this and Bravest Warriors a series that we is formative to this podcast is super yeah. exciting. We should cover it on the podcast sometime. Uh, you sent me a trailer for Koala Man. Do you want yeah, to well, the cast. I watched the great. trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael Cusack, Hugh Jackman, Sarah Snook, uh, Shaban of I know. Uh, Succession, Jermaine Clement, Fuck off. Hugo Weaving. I know. I, that's, that's what I, I literally was like, they're Mr. all of these actors. Anderson. Human I was beings like, all of these people are in an fires. animated show called Koala Man. What the fuck? Yeah. And Alexander Daddario from White Lotus season one. Yeah. That's a pretty fucking and, yeah, so I think it's like uh it's an adult animation series mm -hmm. about a an Australian guy who dresses up as a koala. It looks interesting. It is yeah. uh streaming now on Hulu. <laughs> it is a it week is ago on January 9th. <laughs> it's yes, yeah, started on January 9th in the past. <laughs> yeah. Um this one is, it was a weird one I saw. Netflix has an ant I think animated series called Agent Elvis coming out. Oh, the series follows Elvis, who becomes a secret government spy to help battle dark forces 
that threaten the country he loves. What? I feel is it Elvis Presley? Like you hear those rumors that they were like a, a spy for the U.S. or something. There was a ton of rumors about Elvis yeah. in his later years. So yeah, I mean that was probably one of them. <laughs> last last bit of news I got for you, Paul Mescal from um, uh, I never watched the show, but Normal People. He's hmm. uh, a younger actor who recently was in headlines for dating Phoebe Bridgers, and there might there may have been a split. There's a rumored Careful. split. Dylan's listening. Paul Mescal has been cast as Lucius, the son of Lucilla, in Ridley Scott's Gladiator 2. Did you know there was going to be a Gladiator 2 sequel? No. My cousins are going to lose their mind. They are obsessed with the first Gladiator movie. Now that's a 20-year sequel I can get behind. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, you watch out. These Avatar fans are about to kill you, Evan. You <laughs> hypocritical motherfucker. <laughs> 20 years after the fact. <laughs> Evan's like, oh, and it's going to be a five-part series, and I love that. <laughs> They're going to have motion-captured lines in the gladiator arena. Oh, God. Good news. Very timely news. Yeah. Um, any, anything else you want to discuss? Oh, no. You know, uh, we're now in the, we're in the new era, 50 plus episodes. So 50 plus episodes. Yeah. It feels crazy. 50. Oh yeah. No. Oh wait, no, no, we did this on our last episode. We reflected on our podcast up to this point. That's right. We'll reflect. In episode 50. Or we did reflect. We did reflect. God damn it. (laughs) Stop. Um, Fuck (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, yeah. that's all i got was, for this episode same here let me i'm gonna sign us off thanks this was fun okay for more two dudes please check out our other episodes on apple spotify and of course please go on youtube and make sure you subscribe don't forget to follow us at two dudes watch cartoons on both instagram and tiktok and please rate and review us on apple Podcasts. it always helps people find us that'll do it for this episode of the podcast we will catch you next time and I hope the outro works this time. It says going live, but I don't think it will. I don't hear it, though. So do